This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 345. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes for our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 345. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other Shameless Moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Oh my goodness, mamas, have you heard the news? Shameless MomCon 2020 is on. I want you to join me at the Sheridan Grand in downtown Seattle on March 27th and March 28th of 2020 for power, momentum, and magic. If Shameless MomCon 2019 taught me anything, it is to never underestimate the power of bringing women together in community, the power, the momentum, the magic, the connection, the camaraderie, the hugs, the tears, the laughter. Oh my gosh. This event in 2019 fueled my life and I saw how it transformed the lives of every single woman who showed up at the event. And I want that for you. So whether you were there last year or not, you need to be there this coming year. You need to be at Shameless MomCon 2020. So get on the wait list to get the best ticket options, the best ticket pricing, all the good stuff as soon as I release more information. So go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash MomCon 2020 to get on the wait list. That's shamelessmom.com slash MomCon 2020. Go ahead, push pause, get on the wait list. I'll wait. And I will see you at Shameless MomCon 2020. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. For a lot of you, I think this might be the first Monday of summer. It's not the first Monday of summer for me. It's almost the first Monday of summer. I will tell you that tonight is kindergarten graduation. And I will also tell you 
that I thought kindergarten graduation was super ridiculous and kind of dumb until I had a kindergartner. And now I'm like, how am I going to hold it together as he walks across the stage in his cap and gown? I mean, and you should also know that when I asked Vinny what he wanted to wear for kindergarten graduation, he was torn between his bathing suit and a bow tie and suspenders. So the bow tie and the suspenders are currently en route. I hope they arrive here on time. But yeah, I mean, stay tuned for some of this ridiculous cuteness on Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy later on today. I'm excited and also full of dread. This is like the story of my life. Full of dread for the transition. I want him to be in kindergarten forever, just like I also wanted him to be in pre-K forever. I'm constantly in this zone of like, let's just freeze time, please. I can't remember if I mentioned it last week. I was walking out from drop-off, walking across the playground the other morning, and this kindergarten dad was like, hey, you getting excited for first grade? And I was like, no, not even a little bit. I want him to stay in kindergarten forever. Like He's sweet. He's innocent. He's fun. He's funny. He still wants to snuggle all the time. Like This is the best. We don't need to go any further. We've reached the pinnacle here. We can just stay right here. So I hope that wherever you are in transitions with kids at end of school years and embarking on new transitions into new school years, whether that might be a new childcare situation or a new summer camp situation, which we're about to embark upon, new schools, new adventures, an empty nest, all those kinds of things. I just hope that you are feeling the bittersweet emotions with me. Like we are in this together and all of these transitions are just so stinking bittersweet. I can't handle it. But also it's nice to know how similar we all are in experiencing that together. I posted recently in a parent group on Facebook, a local parent group about my nerves around dropping my child off at different camps every week all summer long. And I was like, does anyone else have like major anxiety their first summer of summer camp? And all these moms were like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like we all the first summer of summer camp, you're like, what am I even doing? I'm dropping my child off to get sunburned and abducted and potentially drown and get in bus accidents with like summer camp vans and like all that. And I was like, yes, all those things. So we are so in this together. With all that said, if you are in this transition of heading into summertime and just knowing that the chaos might be imminent, I want to really, really send you a strong message about being the leader of your life today. And I'm going to talk about this topic a little more in depth in a minute. This will be our content for the day. But first, I want to read our Shameless Mom of the Week. And this is someone who actually has beautifully demonstrated how to be a leader in her life in recent months since we've been working together. And she left me a review over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And remember, that's how you get yourself nominated for Shameless Mom of the Week. So if you leave a review over an Apple podcast or by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, just let me know, like, how has the show impacted your life? How have you learned? How have you grown? What has transformed in your life since listening to the Shameless Mom Academy? there's a good chance that you will be Shameless Mom of the Week. So this week's Shameless Mom of the Week, without further ado, is Adriana. And Adriana says, in July of 2018, I was a year into motherhood and felt stuck, overwhelmed, and unhappy. I had spent my entire adult life climbing the corporate ladder, and then I got laid off in April 2016, then got pregnant and became a stay-at-home mom. I was in the middle of a major identity crisis and struggling with whether or not I wanted to go back to work because stay-at-home life was not working. I knew I had to insert joy in my life, and I had a friend that recommended the Shameless Mom Academy podcast. I'd never listened to a podcast before, and oh my word, Sarah Dean rocked my world in the best possible way. 
I was binge listening to her whenever I could in the car, in the shower, getting ready for the day. Anytime I had a few minutes to myself, car time became shameless mom Academy time. And that's when my life started to change. Her content was so frequently timed that I felt like she was in my head. Her content is insightful, uplifting, and seriously helps you live a bigger, bolder, braver life. And I began doing consulting and decided I needed a coach. So I hired Sarah. She was the exact same warm, authentic, and inspiring person when I met her on our initial Zoom call. My gut said, hell yes, hire her. Doing that also got me into Momentum Mamas, which was the icing on the cake. The women in the Momentum Mamas community have become dear friends, even though I've never met them in person. The amount of growth that has happened in my personal life and professional life since I hired Sarah in October has been astronomical. It's also trickled over into my husband reaping the benefits from what I've learned from Sarah and her community, and he's joined me on this personal growth journey. Here are just a few things that have shaped my life for the better since Sarah and the SMA came into my life. I started a consulting business that replaced half of my husband's income in nine months. I ran a freaking marathon. I took a break from alcohol for 30 days and redefined my relationship with it. I am a more patient and present mother. I feel in control of my life. I have a community of women that I lean on and gain wisdom from. I celebrate wins no matter how small. I take imperfect action every damn day. She helps show me the way in creating momentum in my life and how to get out of my own way. I get up early before my family to journal, meditate, and work out. It makes me feel like a superhero. I've shared secrets with Sarah and the Momentum Mamas in a safe place and received overwhelming support. A huge weight was lifted when I spoke my truth and did not receive judgment, only love and acceptance. My husband has joined me on this growth journey. I dream big, scary dreams and ask myself, what if, constantly, and I don't question whether or not I can do it. My relationships with my immediate family are the best they've ever been in my adult life. Thank you, Sarah, for your wisdom, kind spirit, inclusive community, and kick-ass content that has benefited my life in more ways than I can describe. You are a treasure, and I'm so grateful to have you in my life. So, wow. Thank you, Adriana. That's an amazing, amazing journey that we all just got to go on with you. And this speaks to what happens when you become a leader in your life. And so I wanted to read this testimonial, the success story in particular today, because Adriana is such a shining example and star pupil example of what happens when you decide to be the leader and you decide to show up in powerful ways, even if it's ugly, even if it's imperfect, even if it's terrifying, these are all things that can happen. And here's the thing. These are things that can happen to anyone. And oftentimes I think we read through these or we hear stories like this and we think, well, yeah, but that could never happen for me. And the thing is, this is what I see in Momentum Mamas over and over again, that this is actually what can happen to anyone. As long as you start and stop waiting. So stop waiting, start now. That's number one. And number two is that you qualify yourself. You qualify yourself and say, I am worthy to show up for my life. I deserve to show up for my life. I deserve everything that I want and more just by virtue of being me about by virtue of being the person I was born to be by virtue of stepping into my power, my strengths and my truest gifts. I deserve all these things and more. And that is what Adriana has done. And that's how she's gotten all these huge wins just since October of last year. So not even a full year. And the thing is, she's uniquely talented in what she does. And also she's not special. And I would say the same thing about anyone else. And I would say the same thing about Oprah. And I would say the same thing about Rachel Hollis. No one is special. Everyone's uniquely talented. And so you have to step into your unique talents to figure out, learn how far you can go and grow in any direction. And that's what Adriana and the other Momentum Mamas are constantly doing is stepping in the direction of their gifts. 
And then all of a sudden, the ceiling is blown off of possibilities in terms of the potential that they see for themselves. And it's an amazing, amazing thing. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. So what I want to talk about for our content today is how to be the leader in your life. And this is our actually our theme for the month in Momentum Mamas in the month of June. And because Momentum Mamas is our membership community and it's a private community, I can't divulge everything we've been talking about in there. You're welcome to join us in that community if you'd like to do that. Just reach out. If any of this you're like, I need this in my life, just email me at info at shamelessmom.com. And I can get you connected in terms of figuring out if you're a good fit for coaching or the membership community over at Momentum Mamas, et cetera. You can reach out my team at info at shamelessmom.com. We'll take excellent care of you and help you figure all that out. But in the meantime, I did want to share some of the nuggets that have come out of this theme this month, because I think that this is a time as we transition into summer, this is a time for you to feel strong, powerful, and capable. And I think sometimes we go into summer thinking that it's just going to be chaos that we have to survive. And it's like the countdown is just on until school starts again. And that's not what I want for you. I want you to feel like a leader of your life this summer. I want you to feel like you get to have the fun adventures that you want to have with your family and you get to rock your career if you want to. Or maybe you don't aren't working all this summer and you want to just be present with your kids. Or maybe you're like, I have to be with my kids all summer and I feel stuck and trapped because I don't love being with my kids that much. <laughs> and that's like the secret truth, right? That we're like, yeah, I want to be with them for like one day, not like not 90. <laughs> and so regardless of your circumstances this summer, regardless of what your schedule looks like, regardless of what it looks like in terms of working versus not working versus being with your kids all the time versus having them in summer camps full time. I want you to feel like you are in charge of your life and that you have the power to make it great no matter what the circumstances are. 
And of course, this applies year round, but I think this is a valuable time to be talking about it as we enter a new season. So I'm going to give you a few steps to be the leader of your life. And I want you to especially note which ones you feel like would benefit you the most. Because sometimes when I give a lot of content, people get real overwhelmed with like, I need to go do all the things and it's too much to do all at once. You can take one thing away and do that one thing well, and that's okay. And in fact, oftentimes doing that one thing well is more beneficial and more powerful and productive than doing 17 things 10% of the way. So don't feel like you need to implement everything. Take one thing and run with it and let one thing give you the power that you need for the summer. All right. So how to be the leader of your life. The first thing I want you to do is keep setting goals, keep designing dreams, and keep talking about them all. So what we often do is we set little goals in our head or we have ideas. I wouldn't even call them goals. We have some ideas like someday I'll do this thing. Someday I'll run a 5k. Someday I'll go for a promotion. Someday I'll change careers. Someday I'll go back to school. Someday I'll start my own business. Someday I'll write a book. Someday I'll become a photographer. And we have these things in the back of our heads and we don't say them out loud and we don't even write them down because of the sense of responsibility and the fear of failure that would come from putting them out there. And so we let them just sit in our heads and they never come true. We always put them off like in three to five years, three to five years sounds like a good timeline, right? So we are always thinking in three to five years, I'll go do this. I'll go do that. In three to five years, I'll make this change or this shift or this step in a new direction. And the thing is, the three to five years just keeps staying three to five years. It's not like a year from now, you're like, okay, now it's two to four years. Nope, still three to five years all the time, right? So here's what happens when we keep these dreams in our head and we keep our goals in our head, they don't come to fruition. Dreaming is different than doing. And if you're going to actually do your dreams, you have to be talking about them. Now, that doesn't mean you need to shout them from the rooftops. You don't need to post them on social media. You certainly can, but you need to be telling someone, whether you're telling a partner, whether you're telling a best friend, whether you're telling your mom, whether you're telling a therapist, whether you're telling your boss, you need to be telling someone where you're going, what you're going to be doing. The first thing I did after I decided to run a marathon is I went to work one day And I told everyone at work, (laughs) I was like, okay, now everyone knows. So there's no backing down. And at that time, I had run a lot of half marathons, but I was terrified of doing a full marathon. I couldn't imagine. So this was my thinking around it. Every time I did a half marathon, which is 13.1 miles, I literally felt like I could not make it 13.2 miles. Like I gave everything to those 13.1 miles and I couldn't imagine going one more block at the end of that race. So to sign up for a race that was twice as long was terrifying because I thought I've never run 13.2 miles. I'm pretty sure my like built in limit is 13.1. So because I was terrified, I first of all signed up for a race that other people were going to be training for. And I also talked about it because that made me force myself into the dream and into the action required to make the dream come true. And so what ended up happening is that I had to show up and I had to at some point make that first 14 mile run and then a 15 mile run and then a 16 mile run. And I ended up doing my longest run before that marathon was 22 miles. And I was like, holy cow, how did I do that? And I felt good. Like I got done with that 22 miles and I was like, that was kind of awesome. Now we won't talk about race day because actual race day did not feel good. But the fascinating thing about training in that way was that 
I felt like I just kept smashing these personal records over and over again, doing something I'd never done before. Every long run in that training program was the longest run I'd ever done. And it just felt like one win after the other. And that's what happens. So I love the example that I heard Shalene Johnson talk about recently with writing a book. She talks about she said, I used to reward myself at the end of writing a book. Like we would celebrate the book is done and now we can celebrate and we're going to go on a trip or whatever, like do something fun and fancy. And she said, you know, that made it seem so big and so hard and so daunting. So now I celebrate every chapter. Every time I write a chapter in the book, we celebrate. And so now, and she tells her husband the way she was describing it. It sounds like usually it's like her and her husband go out for a fun dinner every time she finishes a chapter. So she can tell him, Hey, by next Thursday, chapter three is going to be done. So like mark your calendar and now it's out there and she's made herself accountable. So every time you have a goal or a dream, you need to keep saying it out loud so that you're not staying in this zone of it hides in your head and it always exists in the three to five year time zone. It needs to exist now where you're actively working toward it. And if other people know about it, you will be way more likely to be doing that. The other piece of this is that when we have goals, so I was using this example in Momentum Mamas that, you know, we write down goals at the beginning of the year, but if we don't go back and look at them again, we miss opportunities to tweak them. And so I recently had women who went through goal setting with me. January was our pajama party. So January, we had an online virtual pajama party. A bunch of mamas showed up. We did a 90 day action plan. And then we also did a year long action plan. Those same mamas, many of them came to Shameless MomCon. So in April, they put together another goal-setting plan for a whole year. We set goals at Shameless MomCon for, by Shameless MomCon 2020, here's what I want to have accomplished. So some of those people had already done year-long goals with me in January, and then in April, they redefined those goals. Some of those same mamas came a third time to Bubbles and Blueprints in the last week, And for the third time, they wrote down goals that they want to be working toward in the next year. So this question came up, should I be writing down the same goals every time I do goal setting with you? And my answer was maybe, but maybe not. Because here's the thing. Those goals that you wrote down in January of 2019 were probably relevant and pertinent and important to you then. And there's probably pieces of those goals that are still very important. And maybe the bulk of them are. But also you're probably at a point six months later where you can dive deeper into those goals or you can tweak and fine tune them because now you're six months into working toward them. And if you're actively re-engaging with the goals on a regular basis, you're going to start to see, oh, wait, I can actually increase that goal or "Mm, I'm not super into it in this way. I'm going to tweak it a little bit and move this direction with it. That feels better for where I'm at right now or, you know, the trend that I'm on right now. So, Really going back and revisiting goals very regularly to adjust and tweak. And sometimes you might even be like, you know what? This goal is not even relevant anymore. So this came up with someone in Momentum Mamas who had a goal of reaching a certain position in her job. And for months, she was writing down in her journal and her affirmations every day that this was going to be her new job and this was her new position and her title. And then she ended up quitting the job that was going to where she would have had the opportunity to be promoted to that position. And she said it felt like a failure to take that goal and that title off of her list of affirmations and her list of goals. And so I said to her, it's not a failure that you never made it to that promotion in that job because now you can put something else in that space that at the very least is a linear move and is perhaps an upgrade. And so when you're constantly tweaking and revisiting goals, what ends up happening is often, even though sometimes you'll take off things and be like, you know what? I didn't accomplish this at all. 
But the thing I'm going to put in its place is at the very least going to be a linear move and it might be an upgrade to something better or something that serves me better right now. And so really looking at that mindset that like taking a goal off. So an example might be in 2019, I'm going to run a marathon. And then you get halfway through the year and you're like, you know, the marathon, it's just, I'm not feeling it. I don't really have the time to train. So I'm going to do a 10K instead with a girlfriend. Still a huge win, right? To do a 10K. Maybe you travel and you make a girl's trip out of it. So now you have a benefit of like, I'm doing something with a friend. It's going to be a girl's trip, a weekend away. I still get to cross a finish line. So now you've made this move that is a linear move or an upgrade, depending on how you frame it. You have to position yourself though, to be looking at these goals on a regular basis and upgrading them as needed as it's relevant to your life. And this is how you constantly look at your dreams as well. So I have this long time dream of buying a lake house. I don't want to build it. So buying a lake house. This last winter, when we took up skiing as a family, I was like, you know, I do want a lake house, but also something in the mountains would be really cool. So now the dream is shifted. It's not a downgrade, but the dream is I want a cabin and I want that cabin to like be lake and mountain accessible. So the dream has just shifted. And I told my husband that I'm like, so just so you know, like the lake thing still on the docket, but I've added mountains to it. So he knows that this is on the plate. This is what I'm talking about. I send him listings routinely like, look at this one. You could go fishing here every single day. And he initially was so not on board with this goal. And now he's like, wait, I can go fishing every day. That sounds kind of cool because he enjoys fishing, which I don't understand. I think it's the most boring thing ever. But what? <laughs> that's another story. So keep setting goals. Keep designing your dreams and keep talking about them because when they only live in your head and in your heart, they do not happen. You have to actively do your dreams, not just let them live in quiet little places and corners. Number two, surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. So you have to be looking at who are the people that are doing the things you want to do and how can you be in closer proximity to them? So if you want to be taking leaps professionally and the people that you're hanging out with at work are Debbie Downer kind of people who sit and gossip on the lunch hour, who don't have any ambitions to take the next step in upward mobility in their careers, you're not surrounding yourself with the right people. So this came up in Momentum Mamas where a couple of people were saying like, I actively don't engage with my coworkers anymore because they're too engaged in the drama, in the gossip. It's a toxic environment. So I am there to like do my thing, to take it to the next level, to earn credit in a certain area in order to take the next step professionally. I'm there to focus on what I need out of this job. I'm not there to get sucked into the drama and into the junk. So the other side of this is instead of getting sucked into that drama, into that junk is finding a place where you can surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. So part of that is right here in the Shameless Mom Academy. You can go over to our free Facebook group if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook, and you can immediately be in a safe, productive, positive space to connect with other women who want to do great things, who want to be supportive of women who are doing great things, who want to teach you what they're learning, who want to give you advice, who want to cheer for you when you've had a win, who want to hold space for you when you're struggling. That is a place to connect with women who are doing what you want to be doing, who are going to the places that you want to go. 
or you can join our membership community over at Momentum Mamas. Joining that community, you immediately get access to a ton of support, a ton of education and coaching. You will immediately fast track your life by being a part of Momentum Mamas. You can also look at local networking events, local networking communities, local communities of moms, local communities of people who have hobbies and similar interests. Surrounding yourself with people who are doing the things that you want to be doing, who are going in the direction that you want to be going, who are growing in the direction that you want to be growing. All of that is so critical. And when you stay stuck in relationships and coworker conversations and family and friendship circles that are constantly negative and have no ambition and don't dream and don't set goals and don't see what the future actually holds as powerful, positive potential, you stay stuck with those people. So you have to constantly be looking for people who are doing the things that you want to do. I have changed so many dynamics and friendships and relationships and colleague friendships over the years as I've up-leveled my business and as I've been more and more clear on the direction I want to go, who I want to be hanging out with, who I want to be supporting, who I want to be supported by, those are the people that I intentionally choose to hang out with. I invest time in relationships where I can learn and connect with people who are doing great things and serving the world in great ways. That means I've stepped away from a lot of other opportunities and relationships and groups as a result, because I want to prioritize my time and energy spent in groups where I can be connected to women who are doing really great things, who are doing such great things that I'm actually a little bit nervous to be around them. Like that's the qualifier when you're like, I feel a little bit unqualified to be here, but I'm going to show up anyway. That's the place you need to be. Number three, you need to be actively rejecting pessimism and actively embracing positivity. So this ties in with number two, because there's probably places and circles where it's real easy to get sucked into the pessimism. And some of this might show up in terms of like Eeyore, Debbie Downer kind of behavior, where it's just people who are always whining and complaining. Some of this might show up in terms of gossiping and comparison. And this happens so much in circles of women. There's a lot of women, and I will fully admit I've been guilty of this in the past. There's a lot of women who connect with other women via gossip because it's a powerful tool for connection. So be really, really aware that when you engage in that, when you connect with women via gossip as your tool for connection, that you are embracing pessimism. You are embracing judgment. You are embracing women comparing themselves to each other. You are embracing mean girl behavior. You're embracing like all the stuff you would never want your daughter to participate in. You're embracing that. Now that said, it is a very common way for women to connect with other women by talking about other women. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics 
depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right. But of course, that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So you have to recognize when you're doing that and you have to really force yourself to use different tools and new skills so that when a woman starts to talk about another woman or a group of women, you say, oh, I haven't noticed that or, oh, that hasn't been my experience or, oh, they've always been really nice to me or I just don't like talking about other women or I feel really uncomfortable with this conversation or maybe you just step away. But really recognizing when that's happening, because it's easy to get sucked in. It's so easy to get sucked in and be like, oh, yeah. And you know what I heard? I heard that she did this and said this and her husband said this and that they're doing this and blah. Like you can get sucked in so quickly. And we've all been there. I've definitely been there. So recognizing that pessimism shows up in a lot of ways. Pessimism can show up as whining and negative behavior that's really quick and easy to label. Pessimism can also show up in women gossiping about other women. This happens in the workplace and this happens in friendship groups and with circles of women all the time. So actively rejecting that and embracing positivity. So embracing communities of women who are supporting each other and cheering for each other and actively engaging in like, how can we help you? We believe in you. We love you. We adore you. I mean, I'm thinking of all the ways that this happens in Momentum Mamas right now where women will show up and say like, I feel like I've been, this happened actually just the other day. Someone was like, I feel like I keep talking about this, but I just have to share one more thing. And we were all like, no, keep talking about it. Like we want to know more. You're having all the success in this direction in this area of your life. And we want to continue to celebrate every single moment with you because we see you doing great things and we know that you have even more great things in you. So keep telling us about every single thing. So that's one way to embrace the positivity. Another way to embrace the positivity is recognizing in your relationships, and this might even be in your marriage, when you are around people or a person who is a glass half empty kind of a person and to really counteract that by being glass half full and recognizing like, yes, today is hard and here's all the gifts that happen to fall in within those hard boundaries. Yesterday sucked the life out of me, but here's three moments that were pure magic. And this changes everything. When you can actively reject pessimism and embrace positivity, your ability to lead yourself to having a great day every damn day becomes completely different. 
you are able to position yourself to be powerful regardless of the circumstances. And that is what a leader does. A leader positions themselves to be powerful, to be strong, to be capable, to be purposeful, to be intentional, regardless of the circumstances, even when things are hard, even when things are not going your way, even when you feel filled with doubt, filled with frustration, filled with fatigue and exhaustion, you are able to say, what is the one thing I'm grateful for? What is the one gift of today? What was that one moment of magic? And how can I use that to step into my power today and step into my strengths and into my gifts and put them to use to be in charge of whatever's happening right now, to be in charge of taking the next best step, even in the face of adversity, even in the face of a hard day or a hard season. And number four, know your limits and boundaries, especially as this relates to self-preservation. So when I say know your limits and boundaries in this context, I'm not necessarily just talking about having boundaries around maybe how people are allowed to talk to you or interact with you or having boundaries around different relationships and how you spend time and those kinds of boundaries, which is what I often talk about. I'm talking about knowing your limits and boundaries more as it pertains to your energy, because to be a leader in your life requires a lot of energy and you need to create space for that. And you need to be responsible for managing that. So self-preservation comes into play. Knowing how you're going to regulate energy over time. Knowing when you need to take a nap, whether that is literal or figurative. Knowing when you need to go sit in the sun for 10 minutes by yourself. Knowing when you need to take a bath. Knowing when you need to push pause. Knowing when you need to step away from social media. Knowing what your triggers are that exhaust you. I know a number of people who take social media breaks on a routine basis, like I'm stepping away for a week or 30 days or a whole season because self-preservation. If I'm going to be the leader in my life, this can't be the driving force behind it. So I need to actively step away. Another one that I've seen come up a lot lately in my communities, publicly and privately in both of our Facebook groups has been in alcohol use regulating energy and self-preservation by cutting back or eliminating alcohol, recognizing that this coping mechanism that I thought was helping relax me is actually creating so many mental gymnastics and so much inner negotiation and inner turmoil that it's not serving me. And so for the sake of self-preservation, I'm going to not drink for seven days, 14 days, 30 days. We've had this happen in Momentum Mamas a couple of times, women who've walked away from alcohol and had this really powerful, profound epiphanies around it and felt like this is how I can manage my energy if I'm not giving so much energy to the role of alcohol in my life. And if I choose to step away from that for a certain amount of time. So knowing your limits and your boundaries in this context, I want it to relate to self-preservation. How can you know limits and boundaries so that you can preserve and regulate your energy in a more productive way so that you can have all the energy that you need every day. And this really pertains to summertime. So I know for me coming into summer with limited childcare, we're doing a lot of little three to five day trips, which I'm very excited about. This is like my favorite thing about summers. I love to like go to the coast for a few days and go visit my mom for a few days. And like, I love that. And also it's completely exhausting. <laughs> and with that, I also have on the weeks that we're here, Vinny's in like a different camp every week and the hours of those camps are different. So rather than having him in school and extended care from like eight to five every day, there's going to be a lot of days where I'm operating like on a nine to three schedule. That's going to be really challenging. And there's a lot of weeks where I'm doing that for like two or three days and then we're gone for half the week. So for me, self-preservation is going to be around how will I regulate my energy? 
I've already started looking at the calendar to recognize, okay, if we're in town on a weekend, there's going to be a few weekends where I'm going to have my husband in charge of childcare and I'm going to leave the house and do a full day of work at a coffee shop because that will make up for the time that I'm missing during the week on some of these little three to five day getaways that we're doing and those hours where I'm having shorter days of childcare, where I'm having a day that's nine to three versus eight to five. So I'm going to be doing some makeup sessions on the weekend. I'm going to escape the house for like probably six hours, go work from a coffee shop or a restaurant where I can really be productive. And for me, that's boundaries and self-preservation. That is me speaking up in my marriage. That is me speaking up in my career saying, this is what I need to make this season work. And automatically by making that decision, like I will tell you, when I recognized the other day, as I was looking at the calendar, I recognized I could do this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I immediately feel so much more excited for the summer. I feel like I just gave myself so much time back because now I can really be excited for the times that we are away and for having some shorter days with Vinny and some days when Vinny's at home. And maybe we'll just do like local beach days a few times, really embracing that if I can make up that time somewhere else. That's my self-preservation. That's me being able to regulate my time and my energy in a way that allows me to pace myself through this season so that I can really enjoy the gifts of this season. Because we're in a season with Vinny, he's six, almost seven, where summer is going to be really, really fun for him. Like swimming is fun and the lakes and the trips and all that stuff. And not only is it fun, he still wants us to engage in all of it with him. He's not like, I want to go to the beach and I don't want you to be anywhere near me. He's like, come play in the surf, like build the sandcastles, play in the pool, like let's do all the things together. And I know that I only have a few summers of that, which is heartbreaking, right? So I don't want to be like, I'm going to go sit on my laptop while you're playing at the beach or while like, I'm not going to sit next to the pool and work. I want to be in the pool doing the fun things. So really recognizing how I can use my self-preservation, my boundaries and my limits to be a leader of my life this summer is already giving me more energy to be able to enjoy the gifts that summer is going to bring and recognizing the crazy summer schedule as full of gifts rather than full of chaos. So those are your four ways to be a leader of your life. Keep setting goals and designing your dreams and talking about them all. Surround yourself with people who are already where you want to be. Actively reject pessimism and embrace positivity and know your limits and your boundaries as they pertain specifically to self-preservation and energy regulation. So I hope this was super helpful. If you are newer to the show and you haven't subscribed to the show, quick ask, please subscribe to the show on whatever podcast app you use, subscribe. This helps our ratings when we have more subscribers and it also gets you immediate access to the content anytime we release something new. So just like quick shout out and major hugs and high fives and appreciation for anyone who's already subscribed. But this is something I just always forget to mention. It does matter for our rankings that we have subscribers. And that's where you click subscribe in whatever app you're using. And then you automatically get all the shows as they're released. It makes a world of difference in terms of our rankings for the show, which helps all sorts of things for the show in terms it hugely helps me being able to get awesome sponsors and for you guys to get good deals with the sponsors too. So there's all that. So subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. And I hope if this is your first week of summer, it is a beautiful week. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash 
Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.